another episode of Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. That is the theme song, Detroit Love, off my first album, The JLE Experience. I own music copyright. Don't mean nothing, Facebook. Welcome to the season 11 premiere. A lot of grinding in two and a half years. Have another great guest for you today. We have Central Office Administrator at Birmingham City Schools, Serene Carpenter, PhD. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for doing it. All right. First question, what led you to this path? Well, um, as my journey began a, a while ago, uh, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher, even as early as first grade. Um, even when my mom bought me a huge blackboard, I used to sit all of the stuffed animals and things. Um, in front of it and um, pretend as if I was a teacher. Okay. And and just to be, you know, transparent, you know, so, you know, when teachers ask you what you want to be when you grow up, I used to say teacher. And some of them used to discourage me, you know, saying that they didn't make enough money and things of that nature. Right. So I, I sort of um, switched between teacher and being a dentist. Okay. Um, even so much so that um, after high school, I graduated when I was 17. And I tell a lot of people that this, um, I did not automatically um, attend um, Alabama State after high school because I, I really wasn't ready. <clears throat> but in, in keeping with my um, trend of uh, wanting to be a dentist, I did enter um, dental assisting school. It was a nine-month um, program. Um, so during that year, uh, of course, I call myself being in love with my high school sweetheart. But during that year, uh, we broke up. Mm -hmm. And then that December, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to go. So where do you want to go? And I actually chose the college I was going to attend based on where my friends went. Okay. So my friends were at Alabama State University from high school. And I did research and found that they had an outstanding um, educational program. And then that's when I said that you always wanted to be a teacher. So let's go to Alabama State and major in education. And that's what set me on the path. Okay. Pretty awesome. I want to go to Michigan State, but my <laughs> grades slipped. I went up there and fell in love with that place. Oh, okay. They kept sending me so many um, applications. I was sending my friends one. <laughs> They're like, why you want to go there? Like, man, look, this is own little city. I got the plan. I need a few bros, have my back if something hit the spot. I need to know, I love women, so I need no lawyers, doctors, engineers. I need to know all that. Mm -hmm. I'm be good. And I got no sports people. I want to go to the games. Okay. It do sound fun. Like it, it's gonna be fun, and everybody went with me. I had to go hang out with them. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne State, we, we had sports, but they got better over time. Okay. When I first went there. Okay. One pop. Well, I did have... love Alabama State. I also, you know, I was a marching hornet for for two years. Okay. So it, it was an awesome experience. I I, I believe. You know, that breakup and everything, that was to set me on the path I was supposed to be on. Okay. I know the class should still be hot. Yes, it does. You should come down sometime. Yeah, That's they my had birthday. Here, and we went and it was dope. I had to come to okay. come down there. 
That'd be dope. So what is a central office administrator? <laughs> well, oh, you skipped a whole lot of steps. Um, a central office administrator is, um, that's actually a self-made title that I gave myself if I'm going to totally be transparent. Um, oh, I'm just going to be able to only see It stemmed from, um, I served as, well, can I, can I give you my yeah, career back? Go ahead. Okay. Well, I started as a um, high school English teacher, um, yeah. grade 12, directly out of high school, I mean, college. So I was like 22, 23, and they were like 18, 19. <clears throat> and then I matriculated to become um, teacher grades 7 through 12 at an alternative school. Um, that was also very interesting, but I actually loved it. You know, that's where the kids who <laughs> can't seem to fit in at their regular schools, mm -hmm. so they all have to come to one centralized location. So that um, grew me up very, very, very fast because I had about 40 or 50 of them. I was like, how do I expect kids from all over the city to be in one class? But I love that as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I only taught in the classroom for four years. Okay. Um, after four years, I became an assistant principal. And I served as an assistant principal for about two years at a middle school. And then I um, served as principal. I served as principal for about 13 years. And I love, that's why I really got my calling to um, education. I served, I was a turnaround principal, served mm -hmm. at about uh, 46 schools in all, from elementary to middle, um, all ending in academic success. And then in about 2013, I actually got uh, the position of director of attendance. <clears throat> In the position of director of attendance, mm -hmm. um, I supervise hearing officers. Those are the people who decide whether the kids go to alternative school or all day is failed, okay. or either they are reinstated into their um, zone schools. I also supervise prevention specialists, um, which um, serve as a kind of social worker uh, to prevent kids, you know, okay. from having issues and things of that nature. I also supervise attendance officers um, who work with schools and parents and things of that nature, as well as the court systems about truancy um, and all of those things. Um, in addition, I was also in charge of archived records, um, transcripts, um, and things of that nature. So it's from that position <laughs> that I um, kind of deem myself as a central office administrator. Okay. And no wrong with it. You've done it all. Yeah, so I'm actually privileged in I'm privileged, which is my goal as superintendent, as you know, I'm privileged to be um, well versed in the operational side of the school district as well as the academic side. And and that's very rare. Either um, people either know the academics. Mm-hmm or they just know the operational, but you have to merge the two successfully. Okay. I get that, because I know when I was going off engineering, and I told you off backstage, I forgot which one it was where it did everything. Because my, my idea was I wanted to be the one to get the contract, and then I would hire 
the mechanical, electrical, and all them to do mm -hmm. what's needed for the building. Mm -hmm. I forgot it's an industrial engineer. That was when you learned everything. So mm -hmm. I still had that thought process, but once I got to business management, I'm like, well, if I'm gonna have a business, I need to know what every department do. Correct. So let me get a management degree. Exactly. Now, granted, that is a hard path. Mm -hmm. Because you, you know, you gotta deal with Shaq and Kobe with stats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ready to beat your shot like Ben Wallace used to do for the Pistons. Like, dude, what the world? <laughs> but you figure it out, and mm -hmm. you do learn how the whole business thing functions. The weirdest class I had in business was, I think, design theory, mm -hmm. where you learn the building or the corporation is a person. Mm -hmm. Reading this in the chapter, like, what? It's a new game right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, this this let me learn this, figure this out, because I didn't know it was a person. <laughs> like, okay. So it's awesome that you can do both. How yeah. far are you? Well, why do you want to become a superintendent and how far are you from it? Well, um, I deem myself as being a leader of leaders. Okay. Um I've always been that way, um, even to the point of my last um, staff. Last staff that I led, unfortunately, the middle school um, closed and was converted to an elementary school. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I charged the, the staff members to do was to take um, everything that we were doing presently at the school and spread it throughout the district. <clears throat> Okay. So I am um, pleased to say that from that staff, there are about four principals and about um, three assistant principals and about two or three others who work in central office and key roles. So I deem myself being a leader of leaders. Before I left, they were calling me the principal whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so. Bring me back to the original question again. Um, why did you want to become it? And how close are you to becoming one? Okay, so that's why I wanted to become a superintendent because I see the need. Um, I, I, I was very successful academically with, with what I did, um, not only once, but at uh, six different schools. Mm -hmm. um, leadership is, is one of my talents. And um, I, I just, I, I don't know what prompted me to go to the superintendent's academy, but I went to the, um, the superintendent's academy at the University of Alabama and uh, we actually have to, um, upon completion, we actually end up being certified as a superintendent and um, having to have passed all of the required assessments um, for the state of Alabama. Okay. So with that said, um, with the, um, and you know, seeing, you know, seeing the different superintendents come through, yeah. um, my district in particularly, and, you know, seeing what they do, as you mentioned earlier, you know, watching them, um, you know, learning from what they do well and, you know, what could probably be built upon for, um, mm -hmm. you know, better success. I said, hey, 
I, I would be great at, at this. <clears throat> no, my, my focus is always student-centered, um, mm -hmm. student-focused and student-centered. And so leading to the part of um, how close am I, um, I actually went on my first interview. Awesome. Well, wait a minute. I went on my first interview like in 2013. <laughs> in 2013. And um and and just to be honest, when the um it was in a small school district, mm -hmm. um and and there were not a lot of um which what what they would call classified now as minorities, there were not a lot of you know, black people in the district. Mm -hmm. And when the board president called me, he actually said, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, you were actually our superintendent for about 10 minutes. <laughs> he said, but um, he's like, they they didn't think they were ready for yet alone a um, female superintendent, but okay. a black female superintendent. Gotcha. So, you know, I, I appreciate him for being um, with me for that, you know, even though I could have done some other things with it, but I appreciated the, the honesty and the candor. Now, since then, I have been finalist and semi-finalist, even a finalist for Birmingham City Schools, um, as, as even as far back as 2015. Okay. A semi-finalist. So that's how close I am. I say, yeah, I always say somewhere in the multiverse, I am superintendent somewhere. I'm just waiting on the phone call um, because there's literally nothing else that, you know, when they say this, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. So I, I consider myself as being in my wheelhouse right now. I -hmm. can say today I will be a better, a much better superintendent than mm -hmm. in 2015 all of the fear factor is gone. So whoever now superintendent, hey, <laughs> they have they have a dynamic leader on their hands. Hey, what well, God got for you is for you. <laughs> Maybe you, you, he need to get you more prepared so when you do it, you off and running. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to do it. You're going to be great at it. I appreciate that. Sorry, said and done. All day. Now, how has instructional leadership changed over the years, in your opinion? Woo-wee. Um, it has definitely changed. As you see, education <laughs> has changed over the years. I had to say one thing the pandemic brought out was a um, better appreciation for educators. For respect um, on teachers' name. Exactly. <laughs> And principals too. Everybody in the school <laughs> building put some respect on that guy. Yeah, on that smack y'all talking to kid bad. I used to get so sad. I deal with every day. Yeah, <laughs> those memes to say I'd be so glad when these teachers come and get their kids back. Mm -hmm. I just see so many friends on social media like I apologize. I was wrong. <laughs> I didn't understand that my kid just won't sit still and do this math. What the hell, like? Oh, you, you thought that they lied to you? Exactly. <laughs> so um, that was hilarious eye-opening that we appreciated. But even as far as the um, academic standards, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, the academic standards are not as rigorous as they um, can be or should be. Okay. Um, kids can learn uh, much more. Um, 
the support for for educators, you know, as the educator goes, as the teacher goes, so the student goes. Um, that's what I used to always tell my teachers, you know, um, even with competitions, it's not a student competition, you know, like science fairs, debate teams and things of that mm -hmm. nature. This it's a teacher competition. Um, so um, the quality of educational programs, teacher prep programs, the quality of candidates, um, pool, um, teaching is a calling. It, it, it's not just a yeah. career. Um, so you actually have to be called into yeah. uh, being, <laughs> being yeah. an educator. So um, it, it's different. Um, sometimes the, 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 the pay scale and the salary. Actually, I did my dissertation on alternative certified teachers mm -hmm. um, because sometimes the quality of the pool, but sometimes you can have a quality candidate who may not have majored in education, but may have a good three to five, maybe 10 years um, to give in education to be um, an excellent teacher. Mm -hmm. um, as well as the mandates, the state mandates that um, are poured um, down upon um, teaching Mm -hmm. Um, all of the many, um, teachers have to do so much more than just teach. They have to nurture, they have to do a lot in the class sizes, uh, don't accommodate for that, um, a lot of times. So, um, those are the things that have, have changed over the years. More and more, um, is expected of a teacher in a school and the success of a school, but it's less and less support and less understanding of it. Okay. I definitely feel that aspect of it. Just, man. <laughs> People I went to school with when I was doing engineering, they're like, man, just don't pan out. I'll go be a teacher. But you don't mm -hmm. like teachers. <laughs> yeah, but it's a check. Like, you should be going <laughs> <in>. <laughs> You have to put up with so much to say this is check. <laughs> I knew I knew that ain't for me. Like I'm from the old school. Can can you pull out the ruler like they do us? Get some that right. Get them like them, them two or three boys with the with the rubber band. Uh-huh. You about two or three good wax, then call your parent. They're gonna come lay hands because you ain't Showing that they teach you right at home. <laughs> you can't do that. We cool, man. Nah. Mm. You know, you know, back then parents and teachers were like the were Voltron. They were united. Right. I'm gonna call your parent. No, I'm sorry. Right. Let's sit up front and shut up because you knew the parent to take care of you in the school. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That bathroom, you'll come back a new person like you got baptized. Yes. <laughs> but now they ain't vibing the same. They hopefully starting to work back to that. Hey, I'm calling your parent. Ah, mm -hmm. they go, I'm allowing you to say you did this. Mm -hmm. Hope you get it back to where they back each other up and get back to learning because you need education. Yes. They made prisons on the number of people that can't read, write, and all that before what fourth grade I've I've been told. Third. Well, third, third grade. So they, mm -hmm. they, they track the numbers. How many can't? If you can't do that, you're going to go to the streets to make some money, which ain't a good spot because you're going to go to the spot, four by four, whatever your cell number is, and that ain't no fun. No. So you need to get education. Do anything out here. 
What made you want to get a doctorate? <clears throat> um, well, I guess I have an internal drive in me. Um, okay. after, after my um, bachelor's degree, um, I did take off for a year, no schooling for a year, but okay. <laughs> we're not schooling, summer school and all that, but no schooling for a year. But the very next year, I started with my master's. Okay. I believe we taught in with one class at a time, one or two classes at a time. But my initial major for master's, I want I thought I wanted to be a counselor. Okay. But when I was into it, I was like, mm, no, this is not for me. <laughs> I ain't with this. No, this is not for me. So I got my master's in secondary language arts, which is what okay. I got my bachelor's in. But, <clears throat> you know, I talked to some, some of my colleagues, like my principal and assistant principal, and, and they actually, well, she actually said, you know, your personality is really administrator. So okay. um, I actually, at that time, there was a certificate for um, administration, uh, which was my nine months. So I, I got my certificate in administration. Mm-hmm. And I applied for a job, and I, I did get um, an assistant principal. So after that, I just I went ahead and got um, an EDS in educational leadership. Okay. I just kept going and kept going to the, the PhD in educational leadership. I guess um, when I do a thing, I like to finish at the top. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. I know when I finally finished, because when I dropped out in 08, came back at 13, like, we're going to do business management, because I had a zillion music classes left. Like, man, <laughs> ever, ever going to be here. Do business. I like your thinking. Non-stop. Year-round. <laughs> and I, when I was done and my diploma came to me, I felt like, sweet freedom. <laughs> yes, I have overcome but see, I always loved school. I loved school while I was in school. I've always had school. I would never miss school. I, my mom, I used to ask my mom, why don't you ever ask, ask for my report card? She said, because I wasn't worried about you. You love school too much. Don't, don't get me wrong. The journey, when I look back on it, was awesome. I learned a lot. The people that I worked with, I even got me back on that focus point. So I ended like, okay, you got to Steph Curry. I need 40 points. I need them mm-hmm. four points. I don't, I don't need to be on ham and egg out here skating by. I need to be dunking on people. Like, I came in with a four point. I'm walking out with a four point. Yes. <laughs> and I did do it. Okay. Awesomely enough. But that year-round grind, man. Mm. Everybody going to have fun? Like, no, nah, man, I got this book. Mm-hmm. Man, what? Like, hey. I'm on mission, on task, got to get it done. I know everybody passing by. Hey, focus on your race. Don't worry about everybody start their life already. You doing right. what you both do. So it took right. me 23 years to get it, but I got it. Because ain't nobody going to ask how long. Do you got it? Yes or no? Right. You know, and once I did get it, it did let me know, it ain't nothing you can't do on this planet, man. Okay. You dropped out, you changed your major, and you got it. Okay. <laughs> So, you look at that thing whenever you say you're about to do something, and you know no matter what, you can do it. Hell, I will. And that's what I started doing with this, because you do learn those things. Even when we was going through the pandemic, we transitioned from classroom to online, 
and we would always do a check-in with our teachers. Mm-hmm. I was the only one, man, I don't care if the planet blow up. We got to get this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. The whole world can go to hell, but pause. We need to finish, and then that can happen. Okay, good. Too, too many group assignments, too many presentations. I need that in little piece of paper, everybody name signed on it. <laughs> See, once you get that focus and that determination on what you want to do, there's no stopping. No. Nah. I was that's like I've been there forever. Like, oh no, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> and it's funny, feel like eons ago I got it. Okay. <laughs> but anybody out there in that grind, just keep grinding because you'll get there. <clears throat> and hopefully you can have a party. Because unfortunately, I, I had a pandemic pop off. <laughs> I got done. <laughs> Have a party. Have a shot for you, boy. Okay. I couldn't wild out like I was going to do. When like I graduated high school, we got moved back to July. I graduated college. We got a pandemic. I can't get a break. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> All your graduations? No, I just can't get a break, man. <laughs> Something jump off. Oh wow. Well, this is the point of the show to promote Mark, whatever you have going on. The floor is yours. Um, well. Actually, um, my website is just basically an online uh, resume, but um, basically I do now do professional developments um, for different schools. Um, What I do now, I mentioned earlier that I was in my wheelhouse, but so now I actually, the high school that I graduated from, I'm a sponsor for the dance line. Uh, that's why I give back to my uh, community service with that. Okay. And um, I'm sitting back applying for a superintendent job. So that's basically it. Okay. Well, I know, know you're going to toast once you get that call. Yes. You're going to make some awesome changes. <laughs> so next question. What has been your biggest journey? I mean, your biggest challenge on your journey? Um, <clears throat> waiting. Okay. Um, if I didn't mention before, my, my journey um, basically took off like a rocket. As I mentioned before, I was only a classroom teacher for um, four years, assistant principal two. Um, I was hired at that time as the youngest principal at 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been very extremely successful on the path of getting what I applied for until now. So the greatest challenge has been waiting in the wheelhouse. Okay. So what do you do in your wheelhouse? Um, You reflect, you become better. Mm -hmm. Um, You really soul search to see if, if, um, to move the ego out the way because This is a huge task. My task is um, saving children, leading children on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, adults are not the first priority. That's a huge um, barrier to overcome. Um, superintendent is a um, current day as a politician. I'm not a politician. I'm a leader. So stepping up as a leader um, is breaking down um, those barriers, overcoming the fear. Once the fear factor is gone, all other things um, fall in place. Mm-hmm. 
So um, not being afraid to stand alone when you're standing on right, um, being comfortable in the wheelhouse, finding your joy while you are in the wheelhouse. Like I said, I do things that uh, bring me joy. I talk to student groups. I um, do professional development for teachers and other leaders. And I give back to my high school uh, while I wait on this um, mm -hmm. opportunity to clear its way for me. So that's the biggest challenge. The biggest challenge is waiting and make sure that you remain confident and focused on your goal. Awesome. In your words, what has been your impact on your journey? Um, and going by the things that have recently um, come to me, my impact has been what I want to be is to make huge, huge differences in um, students' lives to um, turn in, ignite the inner spark within, within them. Um, there's nothing wrong with being from the hood. I'm from the hood. You know, I teach and work exactly where I grew up um, at, <clears throat> where I grew up. Um, and I have, I've always told people I'm from Inslee, Alabama. Um, I've never been ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of, but it is, it is the hood, definitely so. But hey, we have roots and we have wings. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so my, um, <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. I'm not a big social media, but I get kicks out of, as I mentioned earlier, they call me the principal whisperer. So I get kicked. I get, um, ecstatic about the success of not only the teachers, but the students. They always, students, some of my students now are actually teachers awesome. and coaches and things of that nature. They are entrepreneurs. They come back and they speak to the kids. They come back and they find me. They, they bring me lunch to say thank you. They have debates online as to who was the better principal at what school? <laughs> even back then, who had the better shirts? Now that what that's what really got my heart because I had a thing. You know, they had to wear uniforms. I'm not a uniform because that yeah. was a prison like mentality to me. But I am a bit school spirit type of thing. So I used to yeah. always have. They used to have a different shirt for almost every day of the week, a school shirt. So they were online saying, I still got my shirt. It still looks new. And even though it's something small like that, but that was big for me because I did it for that. And for them to be 28, 29, 27 years old, still talking about shirts that they had for middle school, not high school, but middle school. And the things that they used to do in, in middle school and how they should have a reunion and how everything that they learned. That's oh, yeah it for so that's what touches me that's dope i mean i remember after we left in 92 from guest middle school we went back not too long after to see our um teacher miss williams had like a mini reunion for a birthday mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she's going out here like y'all ain't gonna be no dummies you're gonna do out of your parents i'm gonna get you like i don't want that smoke miss williams we don't want that smoke i know <laughs> You know, shout out to her. Yes. Yeah. Then if I ever see her again, Miss Constance, she was our English teacher in high school at Cooler High School. Okay. They got alumni weekend stuff going on this weekend. Okay, great. And okay. I had her in 10th grade. I got a B. 
my sister, the, the teachers, the library people, like, you got to be out of her class? Like, man, what you talking about? This your boy. This ain't nothing. It's English. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm like, why they looking at me like crazy? They were still compiling who was going to be the honors program at Cooper. <laughs> Second card marking, she had that talk with us. Okay, y'all the honors class now. Like, huh? Yeah, we got enough data. So everyone in this class going for it. Y'all counselors going to be Miss Smith. Y'all honor kids. It's going to be our new schedule. And now I got to take it up a notch with y'all. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Take it up a notch. Starting next week. You're gonna have three thousand word essays due on Fridays. You gotta read a book a week. They at least about five to six hundred pages. I'm like, <laughs> we all in there like, what the hell is this? <laughs> this ain't no reward for being smart. This is a punishment. Yes. <laughs> I always tell my sister like, that's why we was asking. You gotta be like, that's the woman we just were like. Oh, this why y'all was like, you gotta be out of her class. <laughs> I don't think I gotta be again. Maybe one. <laughs> And then we had 25 page papers on Shakespeare transcribed to the day's wording. We were like, <laughs> I need a drink. I'm stressed. <laughs> what you say, Chuck? Like, why are we why are we being punished for being smart? Who does that? Right. Right. Really? Are See, that's why you have to have a good principal who read lesson plans and will sit down and have a talk with her and let her know. But the don't punish the for being smart. The problem, though, when I got to Wayne State, they English department was laughable because she was Lady Jordan. She prepared us. Yeah. I go yeah. in there, it's like, oh, I need y'all to do two-page essay on this, and I'm like, you need to do something else? Well, you can go home. How you get done quick? Like, the teacher I had in high school, she was Lady mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. No disrespect, but what you doing? So Tim Gray, she she been breeding us to be just superstars with this thing. Like, you need to give me something more challenging. It's too easy. Then I feel like, man, I need to thank her. <laughs> I could stand her. She actually was preparing us to be sweet like this. Mm-hmm. So shout out to teacher that's putting that type of work in. You a kid dealing with that type of teacher, you will understand it later. Trust me, because she make you be an Avenger. You're gonna be dope once you get it. Yes. But while you're going through it, you might feel like you're being persecuted. <laughs> That's some that's some work, boy. But you're gonna appreciate it later. Real talk. Yes. Now for that Yoda game. What advice do you have for someone trying to find their purpose? Um, the advice that I have is after your purpose has spoken to you, because you will hear it from the inside of you. Don't let anything deter you. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how it sounds. As long as you know what you have been told from your insides, you keep going until your um, vision becomes reality, until it comes true. And just take a deep breath. There's no thing, no thing has been unsuccessful. Success is the only option. There are only lessons to be learned inside whatever that you're going through that ultimately makes you a better person. Awesome. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's really great advice. This is your first podcast? You've done many before? 
No, this is my very first one. Awesome. <laughs> How'd you like it? I, I loved it. I loved it. You were great. I uh, thank me. Did I, I mean my mission statement where we treat you like family? I, I feel like family. I feel at home. It's just a conversation about um, my journey and and in in help in hopes of helping and inspiring someone else. It's important to tell our stories to let other people know that it's okay. For some reason, we don't, <clears throat> or we believe more that we can do something once we've seen somebody else do it, mm -hmm. or we know that it's okay once we've heard that someone else has overcome it. So telling stories, telling our stories, that's important. Yeah, and you definitely welcome back. And you write that awesome book. Come back and talk about it. And if you know anybody else doing some amazing things, love to have them on the show to share their story. Okay, I will. And now I got some new information so I can say your your, your title properly. Okay. So we want to thank the Central Office Administrator at Birmingham City Schools, Dr. Shereen Carpenter, PhD, better known as the Principal Whisperer, in her story. <laughs> And hopefully, whoever listening, if you want to go into this field, there's a snapshot of what you might go through and how you will get there and be successful. Again, I appreciate you. I'm about to close it out. You could click off if you like. I hope you have an amazing rest of your weekend. I'm seeing your copy of after I do all of the backstage editing stuff for this good stuff I'm doing. Thank you. And congratulations to you as well and everything that you have going. I appreciate that. You may see the 11 start off right. Bye-bye. Bye. Everybody have a great weekend.